So in the middle of, I'm here uh, towards the bottom, page 23. So let's just chazer over what we've been learning. So <clears throat> the Piazesner began, you know, after he introduced the whole idea about the need <clears throat> to strengthen machshava, to really, uh, to know that Avedis Hashem is dependent on machshava, on one's mind, one's thought. He spoke about first, he gave a couple of eights. First he gave the eights about if you need to have some kind of physical form as a, as a signpost, so to speak, as a pointing finger towards Hashem. That's okay, you go like the Ravid. Then he started speaking about the one of the main reasons we have a hard time holding our thoughts is because our emotions are not, are not, are not invested. Thoughts go where emotions go, and emotions go where thoughts go. They go together. Right? The emotions are what causes thoughts to be sticky. Right? It's hard to get out of them when your emotion is involved. So... The Pizetsman says, so what we have to do is figure out a way to arouse emotion. So he gave an Eitzah, which was to think about something that gets you upset, something that gets you sad, something that will, because the Pizetsner's thesis is that any movement of the soul, any emotion that a person has, is his galus and nefesh, it's a revelation of the soul. So even if you think about something sad, he went so far as to give a whole <clears throat> long explanation of a, a, a his burning a soul meditation about one's own funeral. And you arouse that midah, the sadness, and then you bring it to Hashem and you say, who am I going to go to with the sadness if not Hashem? Right? And then, uh, yeah, so that was, that's how you arouse the feeling of emotion. Then in Ois Tess, he began with a new Eitzah. And that is, in Ois Ches, he was saying how to arouse an emotion. In Ois Tess, what he's saying, and this is what we left off with, that if an emotion gets aroused, right? Not the previous letter was that had had to actually cause the emotion to happen, right? To to self-generate the emotion. And Ois Tessi was saying that one of the problems is that when you do feel emotional, you're not davening, and when you're davening, you don't feel emotional. So then now in Ois Tess, the Pizesna is saying, look at every feeling, every awakening, every emotion you feel during the course of a day, no matter what it is. No matter if it's something over, over a good steak or a good chocolate chip cookie or, you know, whatever it is, take that emotion and run with it. Look at it as a key to the soul. Every estrakshus, every excitement, every feeling you should use to be a key to the soul. Use it as a way to get into the soul, right? Remember his famous parable of the father who's the lawyer? What's the difference how you get into the jail cell to see your son? Give him a kiss. So what's the difference? What makes the emotion aroused? Just hop around to it. Yeah, and that's, that's the Indian that we were talking about that we're in the middle of. Yeah? Everyone good? So first he gave the example of, um, again, that a person feels broken heart. By the way, these flowers smell really good. Yeah, they're really good. Um, he gave an example of when a person feels something, something that happened in business or something like that. Um, and then he started giving an idea that if a person feels shvira salev, a person feels brokenheartedness. Yeah, then he gave an eitzah, go to the side, you know, talk to God in your own words, say one perk of tilim that has to do with it, what's going on. He gave a couple of examples. Um, that's where, uh, and then right, let's let's start from the bottom of page twenty-three. Um, Um, where should we start from? Let's start from Veloyshev Epissim and Ashuk, six lines from the bottom. Six lines from the bottom. Veloyshev Epissim and Ashuk. So the Pizetsna is saying, so when you 
you have this emotion, go to the wall, go on the side, don't right away talk to God, first start to say some tilim, say a pasuk tilim, or something that's meaningful to you. I'm not saying to go, to come, you know, straight from the marketplace, straight from work, and you just got off an annoying phone call with your boss, and then talk to God when, when your heart and mind is not involved. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you have that emotion, and you could go to the side and work with it. Think about, <clears throat> think about these things that are bothering you. Think about them. Make them bother you. These, these worries, this anxiety that's bothering you and giving you so much pain. Who else should you go to? Who's going to bring? Who's going to help? If not our uh, uh, omnipotent, uh, merciful Father. And now you're getting close. You're getting close to Hashem's throne of glory, and in your machshava, you're picturing the glory of God that you're standing before Him and and and, and begging. Hashem, I have so many enemies. Many say that I have no salvation with God. They say about me that I have no hope, but you, God, you watch me. Um, we did this already. We did this already. Uh, okay, let's go, let's go again. After you say the capital tilim, up to the next paragraph, but it's good to review. Say, to talk to God after you say the parakatilim, after you have some kind of mantra that, that, that you're, you're bringing that emotion, that feeling, that distractions into a kli, into a physical vessel. After you say the capital tilim that allows you to, 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 to manifest it down here. So he says, then, then talk to God in your own words. Then really have a conversation with Hashem. Whatever comes to your, to your spirit. From word to word, from letter to letter. Feel how your mind is getting stronger and ascending. And little by little is leaving his physical needs. And a shout comes out from his heart. Bring me close to you. Purify me. Take me out of all these worries, please. That I should be able to be close to you. With a pure heart, a pure soul. And at the end of the tefillah, when talking to God in your own words, then it's good. Say a pasuk to strengthen oneself. The twenty-third chapter of Psalms. You see, you put a word in the middle, right? Obviously, it doesn't say it in the pasuk, but he's he's adding, God, you're with me. Then be happy that God is with you. Because in truth, God is with you when you had this emotional encounter with God. Then God really is, is close to you. This moment where you just poured out your heart to Hashem. It's a time of being exalted and being close to Hashem. The whole day after you have this, this prayer, you'll feel an oinig ruchni, a phys, a, a, a spiritual pleasure, oinig shaltara, a pleasure from purity. It's a very fine type of pleasure. We you, we think of pleasure like from you know uh, steak, steak, you know pleasure, you know things like that. It's hard for us to imagine what does it mean to have pleasure from purity, but 
there's, you know, there's some kind of feeling I think we could all relate to. I was thinking about this since last time, that, you know, when you're a Yom Kippur, let's say, right, with all, the, with all the annoying parts of the day and the hard parts of the day, but there's some points during the day where you feel a little, it's nice to be close to Hashem like this. It's nice to be, you know, be pure and be away from all the things that usually drive me crazy. So it's, it's some kind of uh, a feeling of, of estrangement, of exaltedness, of pleasure from being in a place of goodness, a place of purity. Your soul today was in Ganeiden. What could compare it into its joy? Because when a person has this encounter with God, an emotional encounter with God, the soul is mamish in Ganeiden, right? The soul is mamish of experiencing it. And this is what we're up to. Now he says, when it comes in the same way, the other way, when it comes from a happy thing, when you feel happiness within you for whatever reason, even if it's joy from some kind of physical salvation, don't leave this opportune time when the soul has been revealed. Right, the same idea when it comes to something happy. Stand in a corner, as a capital tillum. Say some say perkatilim and says but don't say too much tilim because that's not the point now. It doesn't mean not to say a lot of tilim. Usually, of course, one should always say a lot of tilim as much as possible. One should try to say tilim every day, of course. But he means to say at this moment when you're having this emotional feeling, it's not the time to start saying a lot of tilim. The point is to say one perk or even two or three psukim again and again and again to have, put yourself into it. Is that does he mean that or does he mean the tefillah that's going to follow? Like he was saying before. Well, he, he said the way, the seder that he's saying is that when you have that when you have that feeling, right? You have that whatever you have that emotion. Go to the side and say perktilim before, yeah. right? So you shouldn't come straight from the marketplace. Then talk to God in your own words, like when you feel like a little yishavadas, and you then you could transform that emotion right after you yeah. said a per, the first. Well, per, I, I thought he was saying not to say too many because the point isn't. Tehillim, right. after. Well, you mean the tefillah before? I thought he was saying. Again, he was saying say tilim before and after. Okay. There's a pregame tilim, okay. which he said to say so you shouldn't come straight from the marketplace. That's, okay. That's like just to, to come to Yishev mm-hmm. right? And then he says you should talk to God in your own words. Okay. And then after that, you say one or two psukim or something to strengthen yourself. And okay. there, this point, it's not kadai to say a lot of tilim. Because you don't want to get lost in the words at this point. So he says, He says like chapter 18, Hashem Chizki, you're my strength, Hashem Tzuri Echzeboi, my rock that I take refuge in, Magini Rekanishi Mizgabi. He's quoting from Tillam, So again, then say another after prayer. A second, I thank you, God, that you, that you watch me, and you help me with your great mercy. And you always are guiding me for my good. It's a very big yesoid in, in, um, in Judaism to know that Hashem is always guiding us for our best. As hard as it's to see sometimes. And how much more now, that you, you did this salvation to me, whatever it is that made you happy. Again, you'll be able to ascend from the simcha that came from something physical and you'll elevate it to Hashem. What does it mean? And with this way, with this way, 
don't leave, even a sigh, even a krechts that comes out of you, even that, what does he mean this way? Don't lose that emotional feeling. Even if it's just a sigh, something happened that, you know, uh, you give a wistful sigh. Uh, like that, because something touched you like that. It doesn't have to be that, you know, you, you started weeping in the middle of the day. It can mean even a sigh, even a krechts. Listen to the words he says. Even a simple, small and light sigh. <sighs> like a, even a simple, small sigh. That comes out of the heart of a Jew. It causes a great revelation of the soul. And it will bring you close to Hashem. Now this idea, by the way, of the Sai, the Anacha, it's obviously something that the Baal Shem Tov was very into because all the streams of Chesidus make a big deal about a Yiddish Akrechts, about, about a, 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 a Sai of a Jew. I brought over here just a couple of examples. Actual size? What? We're going to hear some size. Uh, no, yeah, right. Yeah, some, yeah, some actual... Uh, so... First of all, I mean, in Hayom Yom, there are a few places that it talks about having a sigh, but the most interesting one is the Hayom Yom of Gimel Tammuz, which you would imagine, you know, Gimel Tammuz, of course, is the Rebbe's Yortzeit, Lubavitch Rebbe's Yortzeit. And the Hayom Yom of that day, which, of course, was made many decades yeah. before, but everything's Ashkach Pratis. The Hayom Yom is the, is the previous Rebbe's quoting his grandfather, the Rebbe Marash, and he says like this, A Yiddish Akrechts was kumt chas von a nidgud gashmi, a Jewish sigh that comes, chas v'shom, from something not good in Gashmias, that's coming from something, something in your physical life, right? And when it comes to your regular mundane life, work. and you give a sigh, work, the kids, you know, whatever, you give, you know. Even a krechts like that, the Rebbe Marash said, is oich tshuva gedoyla. It's a tshuva. It's a huge tshuva. As soon as you gave that sigh, it's essentially a tshuva. We'll talk in a second. Reb Nachman explains actually a lot better, not better, more why that is. But that's also a tshuva. He says, And especially when it's a sigh from something that, you know, I don't learn enough, I don't dive enough, something in ruchni is that you give a sigh. Is a vada and a vada a tshuva ma'alyasa. That's definitely, definitely a huge tshuva. Der Krechts schleppt der Reis von Oymek Ra. The sigh takes you out of the depth of Ra, of negativity, of evil. Und stellt a nieder in a Maimetoiv and puts you in a good place. Interesting. That's, that's what he said. The, the Krechts is Tshuva, puts you in a good place. It takes you out of whatever lowly place one is in. Right? Even if a person is in, did an Aver and you give a Krechts, schleps you out of the Ra. Because the, the Krechts. Why? So Rabbi Nachman, actually in the Kuti Maran, he has a whole, whole uh, terrors about it where it essentially explains that what happens when you sigh, that sadness causes a heaviness and it causes the, the, um, the breathing to get you know, much more like uh, uh, slower and, and shallower. shallower. And when you give a krechts, you're taking in all the, all the air. The Ruach Hayim, that brings, that brings a, 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 his galus, that brings that more chayus into the body, so to speak. He says, and now I'll read you from the Kutei Eitzis. In, in the Kutei Eitzis from Ibn Nachman, he has a whole, um, uh, what do you call it, chapter called Anocha. 
about size, and a whole page is about it, but just a couple of just a couple of things he says. Again, he also says, Anocha v'genuchi shal ish Yisraeli yoker ma'oid. Ki it fills up all whatever's lacking, a sigh. He says, it ha- ha- that's what a sigh could do. He says, um, uh, he says, "Ayadeshem asanechal shirochik ma kedusha." When you when you give a sigh that you're far from holiness, ayadeza nifsak michevel atuma v'niskasha lechevel de kedusha. You you get caught up from the the rope that ties you to tuma and, and ties you to kedusha instead. And then he says, he, go, he has another one. He says, "Listen to this: Anocha shemesanecha adam alavenoisav o al maat hasagosay." A, a, a krech, a sigh that a person sighs because of sins that a person did, or because I don't know enough, I'm, I don't know as much as I would want to know, that's better than, than fast days, than fasting. Because why? Because it means that it actually touched you. The whole point of fasting is to come to some kind of inner feeling, and a krech is that revelation of that inner feeling. So Chassidus is very into the sigh, and the Pizetzner's I'm sure that's a, you know, he's, he's coming from those Bate Medrash, and he's saying, so even aside, he's, he, so these, the, the Chabad and Breast of Svarma are talking about more about how the Krechts itself could, could bring you to, to Mamali the Chesreinus, it brings the air back into you, the life back to you. The Piazetzner is saying in his gang, in his path, that the sigh means that you felt something, and if you feel something, grab onto it, even if it's just a sigh. Right, so he's more using the sigh as a way to get to Avoida, to get to deeper service of Hashem. Yeah? Um, <clears throat> so he says, and, and now he says something which really sounds like, uh, like what Rav Nachman said. He says, even a, even a sigh, right? Even a small sigh, a small light sigh could call, could cause a great revelation to the soul. Bring you close to Hashem. Doi mahanefesh, listen to this. Doi mahanefesh al mokor maim shenistam. He's not saying like Rab Nachman. What happens is you don't feel anything. The soul becomes like, like a, a pipe that gets stuck up, stuck up. You know when the hair starts gathering in the shower drain, <laughs> and you need to snake out the pipes. So he's saying that the the soul also becomes like a, a mokor maim, a soul that gets stuck up, that the water can't flow. You don't feel anything. You have to look for the soul. You have to make holes. You know, you have to like dig for it. Make cracks. And any hole that you manage to, any hole you make in that wall, even if it's a sigh, whatever it is, you could take out a lot of water just through one hole. And you could water all your fields and your friends' field too. In other words, from that one drop of inspiration, you could fan that flame to make it into something big, even just a sigh. Um, oh, so now, now he's going to say, Before he finishes his chapter, he says, Besides what I've been talking about until now, about the fact that grabbing these emotions that happen to you in the middle of the day and using them, right? Not letting them go. <clears throat> he says, That act, Besides the fact that these prayers, and this, these expansion of emotions, right? That's what he calls it, Hisrachvus Hisrachshuyais. Interesting term, right? 
the, the widening of emotions. Right? The, the Pizasan wants us to feel, to feel something, even if it's whatever it is, whatever you feel. So besides the fact that the prayer, the da, the, the prayers and the widening of the emotions, besides the fact that they themselves are good and of themselves, umine mikvois, mitarasis and even though, and not just, besides that, that the, these, these, this emotional uh, um, enhancement itself is like a mikvah. It's like a purifying force that purifies the Jewish soul. We call taiva v'zuma, right? And makes the soul close to Hashem. Besides those things, besides all these things, there's another very important idea. Now, besides the fact that, that, that it makes you daven good and it's an act of closeness to Hashem, there's, and then besides the fact that it expands your emotions, there's another good thing that comes out of it. What's that? You're not letting your soul fall in complete asleep. You're not letting your soul... The, another good thing about it is it doesn't allow the soul to fall asleep, the sleep of laziness. And to push a die, that the soul should die, shrivel up from its fainting, from its sleep. And those, you hear what the Piazetsan is saying? He's saying the problem, the worst thing possible is when you don't feel anything at all. Then he says, then the soul is just, is just sleeping, it's dying, it's like dead. You know, there's a vart that <clears throat> I mentioned a few times, it's a very um, uh, revolutionary idea. I heard it from Rabbi Weinberger a few times, I've never seen it inside anywhere, but Rabbi Weinberger mentioned a few times there, Baron Kaliner <clears throat> said, Holy Rabbi Baron Kaliner, we sing his nigan, so Baron Kalina said that he prefers a Jew sitting in a bar, swinging a cup of beer, singing a love song with a lot of chayas, with a lot of vitality, to a person sitting in the base medrash of a Gemara cold and dead mm. and bored. Because at least the first person, you could channel the feeling. They didn't die yet, right? The Rebbe Shab actually says also in Hayom Yom, the Rebbe Shab says, Tzvishen... Kvira unkeltes gord mechitza daka between heresy and coldness is a very slight hair of a wall. Coldness and heresy are very connected because Hashem God is a God of fire. If we really believed, then we would be on fire. We wouldn't. We wouldn't be able to be cold with a Gemara, cold with a tefillah, right? So that coldness is the chesidim hated more than everything else. Rabban Kalina said. Let it be love songs, whatever it is. At least, at least there's emotion, at least there's feeling. <clears throat> there's actually a medrash that says in, in, in Tehillim, there's a posuk that, that the, I think it's Samachai, but the Mepharshim say that it's talking about Avim Avinu, that the posuk says, Lecha tal yaldusecha, go to the dew of your youth. And the medrash says that it means Avim Avinu with the same chayas that you used to do Avedah Zarah, that dew, that freshness of Yaldusech, of your youth, that was in bad things, use that now in Avedis Hashem. L'chotal Yudusecha. Go to that dew of your youth. Go to that passion of your youth and now channel it. The, 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 the tzaddikim said the worst thing is, is when you're dead, when you don't feel anything. Right? It's, it's the, that's, that's the worst thing. That's the worst feeling. In the, you know, both in Avedis Hashem and Bechlau.
Um, so Pizetsu is saying, so besides all the other milas, besides all the other wonderful things that come out of what I'm telling you to do, to, to, to hold on to these emotional feelings and, and, and uh, develop them, besides that, it also makes that the soul won't fall asleep, won't die. Margilois heinesa nefesh lizgalis. It, it, you, it makes your soul used to revealing itself. In other words, it, the, the point he's saying is that you want to get used to being able to be mindful of emotions. Right? Don't let the soul fall asleep. Whatever's waking you up, be mindful of that feeling that you have. Don't let it just go by. He says, And you're going to strengthen both, both your passion and your machshava if you, if, you, if you continue doing this 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 And it'll make it easier for you to arouse, to wake up your soul. Uh, waking it up and making it warmer at all times, right? It, it, it makes it that a person's soul should be lebedic, that person's soul should be alive. Talking here about emotion in general or emotion for Hashem? Because... What, the, the one that you're feeling or the, what you're channeling it to? He's saying that, that any emotion that you're feeling makes the soul not fall asleep. Even if it's from something... Not just from Hashem. Mm. And then, of course, he's saying, then channel it to Hashem. But, but hold on even to if you have an emotion for something, you know, whatever it is. From something else. And channel it to Hashem. Enjoy. Yeah? Clear or no? What? Well, yeah, it's not clear. No, it's clear. I'm not, I'm not sure that I... It doesn't matter. Something. No, it matters. It's big Kiddush. It's a very big finish. Okay, tell me what, what. Tell me what. He's what, talking about. He's talking about like making the, making the bridge from the emotion itself to, like uh, elevating it to Hashem, and that's, right. and that's the expression of the nefesh, because he keeps saying how the emotion itself is like a, the mafteh, right. right, to the nefesh, right? right. So the emotion itself is not the expression of the nefesh. So you could have a lot of emotions, and your nefesh still totally be sleeping. Like you could have a lot of emotions. I don't think so. I think he's. I think he's saying that every. I think his point. He said a few times is that every time you you feel something, even if it's not yeah, for been, Hashem, that's been consistent. Yeah, it is his galus hanefesh. It's also it's a, both his galus and a device to waken it and channel it further. In other words, right. it's both an expression of some awakening, right? And it's also the vehicle. For channeling it towards a higher exactly. object, right, mm-hmm. right, but but he he talk is saying that every emotion, no matter, because and that's his whole point. That's in the course of the day, if you get feel an emotion or you sigh from anything, you then it, grab onto right. it. Like you, yeah. d- don't let it just go. Be mindful of emotions. It's very interesting because I don't know if before the Piazetzner, I I I, I, I mean. It's curious to know if anyone spoke so much about like being about emotions the way that he speaks about it, being mindful of emotions, grabbing onto emotions. Like it's very uh, you Robert know. Nachman does not as. I mean, not as yeah. Not like he, he all the Hasidim, all the Hasidim uh, um, valued emotion. Right. Right. All of, that's of course one of the main things of Hasidus, but. The way the Piazetzner is talking about, like being mindful of any emotion that comes up in the course of the day, 
and see that as his gals and effort, that's a very, you know... The operation, right, he puts it into an operational framework more readily than any of the predecessors yeah. that might appreciate it, but he's acting on, you know, he's got a strategy for acting on it. Yeah, I mean, I assume that he's not making it up. I assume that this was done by a lot of the Hasidim, but, you know, it was all Teresh Peh. I don't think he ma- he's making up these eights, as I think. Like, I think these are things that... that, that he Polish uh, Hasidim. Yes, you know, very, uh, much so. you know, <clears throat> very much so. Very much so, because... Versus, you know, what very much so. In fact, in Chabad, there's a... <laughs> I don't know if, if I should say this, I'm, I'm being recorded over here, but there's a... All right, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. Remind me. Anyway, but yeah, this is definitely not not uh, Chabad would not would say the opposite. The Alter Rebbe actually listen to, listen to how how different it is. The Alter Rebbe says, you know, in the Midbar they wanted meat, right? They wanted meat in Parshas uh, Balais, I think. <clears throat> they wanted meat. They were they were complaining they don't have meat. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, Ma'ani Basa, where am I going to have meat from? So Hashem said, bring the seventy zakanim and, and emanate your spirit onto them. But the Alter Rebbe says, what does it mean that they wanted meat? I mean, what, they just wanted a barbecue? I mean, I'm talking about the Dordea, the generation of Moshe Rabbeinu, everything in Torah, there's obviously something much deeper there. It doesn't mean they wanted meat. So the Alter Rebbe says that meat is chamimus, is, is passion, is fire. They wanted to feel something in Avedis Hashem. And Moshe Rabbeinu was, my I'm bittel. My is bittel, meaning not to feel. To feel nothing, to lose feeling of self. Moshe Benu says, right? How could I have baser? How could I give you this fleshiga, you know, geshmaka emotional feeling? That's the baser, that's the meat that they wanted. And so, the, and so it's mamash the opposite of the pizetzna, right? Chabad always quotes, there's a pasuk in, uh, in Mishle, Ksil yechapis is galus libre, that a fool always looks to want to feel. Only a fool wants to feel all the time. So, but the Piazetzner is very much saying that... (coughs) Like, you think about, I don't know, the Rambam, like, I don't feel like that's what the Piazetzner is, like, going against. Like, that no feeling. You know, like, if it's because they are feeling, but they're still very, like, intellectual. Like, even the, the quotes from Chabad, like, does that mean, I don't know if that much like they're not feeling? No, like so a, the, the goal... It's very intellectual, I understand. Right, the goal in Chabad is to come to a place... Yeah. Listen, in Tanya it says, the, whole, the Chabad derech is basically saying that the altar was makabal from the Mizritra Magid, that what the Baal Shem Tev wanted in Avedis Hashem more than anything, yes, there's an Indian of Simcha, of feeling of Ava and Yira and, and emotion, but the highest level is Bittal, is becoming included in God and losing the feeling of self. Ad Kach that in Tani chapter 35, the Alter Rebbe says, why does Judaism so much stress doing a mitzvah, praxis, just doing a mitzvah? Because Alter Rebbe says, because afilu tzadik gomor, oivet Hashem betanugim, even at tzadik gomor that serves God with the greatest type of love in, in Chassid is called Ava Betanugim, which is a Pasuk in Shirashim, but it means love of God that you actually feel pleasure from the love. He says, it's, he's, he's not completely bottled by Metzias. He doesn't lose his existence. He's feeling Ava. Even at Tzadik's Ava Hashem is not the greatest level. 
The greatest level is Bittal. So, yes, there would be, let's say, a lot of the Litvish would say the same thing. The, the highest level is just that your mind should be in Torah, not to, not to have maybe feelings. But, but the truth is, Sonor Chaim Brisker was yeah. a big Baregesh, a Baruch Ber. What's that? You know that word that the Chaim used to say that the intellect is Kodesh and the emotions are Kodesh Kodeshim. Really? Yeah. I never heard and that, that. And that's why it's, it might, I don't think it's in Ishallah, but. It, I've, I've heard it quoted like Rameer Tursk, like, like the. I don't think it's an Isha No, it's not. Remember. But it's, it's close there. But the idea is that the Regesh has to be very um, protected, it has to be very private, and, you know, Sanua. And that, that's why they didn't. They had the Regesh. Oh, you mean Kredush Kadosh, meaning to say that not to talk about it and show it? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's what you mean by Kredush Kadosh. Yeah, but but huh? what it says, though, is that there's something. Ha- it should be protected, but it's very holy. Yeah, yeah. In other words, it's, it's a higher level, but it, because it's a higher level, it needs to have a higher degree of protection, protection. and purity. I mean, in a way that Pisat's not like, you could say he's looking at his scholars of Nefesh, right? So it might almost, in a way, not be a stira to the Bittal, because even though, yes, you're feeling, but who are you? Meaning, he's looking at you as more a chilek of Hashem, or whatever that means. So then it's... It goes back to the machlekes between Chabad and the Polish Chassidus. Do we, do, are we looking to have that emotional experience? Is that the ultimate? Or is the ultimate to go beyond that? That there's something beyond that of bittel. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate goal. That's mamish what the machlekes was. It's, that's the, that's the, you know, what's, what's, the, what's the ultimate? What do you think? <laughs> Depends what day you ask me. <clears throat> I told you the story of Damshan Avarebbe, right? When I, had, uh, when I met him, when I, when I met him, the one time I was able to sit with him for 45 minutes, one of the questions I asked him is, some days I like this avoid, I like to do breast of, some days I like Chabad. Is that okay? And he said, it's fine, it's fine, it's, it's fine. In today's day and age, whatever a person could do to get oneself to feel Hashem is good. All right. <clears throat> I'll give you a better answer on maybe on Purim after I said a few Lachimes, then I could you know, I give you a better you answer. Your, more honest answer. Exactly. <laughs> no, maybe it's better also. <laughs> <laughs> Purim, it's a valid with the yeah. answers. What's that? A Purim, it's a valid with the answers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Adelayada means higher than Das. Yeah, you have to go higher than Das. So the vehicle is, <laughs> is often regish, or the vehicle is some type of, of engagement with the physical world. What do you mean? You, you, can't, get, you can't get to the state of Adelayada without material catalysts of, 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 the, of the drink. Yeah, and Achanami. I mean, but then it's just a clean. I mean, listen, people could, you could drink and not get, and, and, and you know, they, we always use, <laughs> I think, I think it, it's one of the ways, sometimes you see how Chazal had a sense of humor. You see sometimes in the, you know, like, like one of my favorite ones is in Psachim in the beginning, it, when it talks about the chulda, the, the, the mice schlepping the chametz, it says, v'chi chulda neviyah he, and it was, chulda was a neviyah, but like, was, so another one, is that uh, how do Chazal call someone that's so drunk that, that like, not Adelayad in a holy way, but the opposite, what's that, you can't even daven, Shechrusei <laughs> Shaloit, you get drunk like Lot. Right? If you get that drunk, 
then that's not that's not Adelaide, that's Stam, you know, uh, that's bad. Adelaide is, you know, yeah, you're using the alcohol, but see them. Pesetsu is going to talk about using alcohol very soon. But that, yeah, he, he Mamash brings it. But that's not, the debate is not about physical. Right, it's emotion. Yeah, emotion. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do, there's a relationship between the emotion and the body. As the Rambam, you know, talks often about imagination and emotion even being like, you know, a chusha cherpalon is the body, that the physical, as opposed to the intellect, which is really non. It's it's incorporeal. It's it's not related as much to the physical self, at least the way that the Rambam understands it. So I'm saying there is a relationship between emotion and the body as a as a kind of mode of of rea- you know mode of engaging the world. Yeah, I mean that's for sure. That there's <clears throat> the 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 Rashi says by Yaakov when he woke up from the dream where Hashem pr- promised him a paratsta and whatever. So it says, Vayisa Yaakov Esraglov, Vayelech Padena Aram. So Rashi says, What do you mean, Vayisa Esraglov? He picked up his feet and he went. <laughs> to, to just say, he went to Padan. Obviously, he picked up his feet. So Rashi says that his feet became lighter because of the happiness, because of the good news. Mm. So it's Mamaja Rashi that your body gets yeah. lighter when, when your emotion is involved, right? That's, that's the, the, very much what the Pizetsan is talking about over here. The emotions are much more related to the body, for sure. Actually, in, in Tanya, the Altarab also talks about the emotions being the only way to really refine the animal soul and the body. So no one's just debating that we have to have emotions. The question is if that's the ultimate goal or not. Yeah? yeah I, I, there's something very um, attractive and, and sort of the home, homey in a good sense of, of this, of this Parilisha Derech. Yeah. As opposed to the, the, the Chabad Derech you lose yourself. You lose your your individuality in some way. I mean, unless I'm... You, not mean, when, you mean at the ultimate state the of ultimate Bittl? State, yeah, in other words, the ultimate state of Bittl wants you to actually renounce and negate your individual existence. Whereas the other derech, you can't negate your individual existence if you're going to approach a Kodesh Baruch via your emotions, via your, right. your personality... Like it's Dafka, your personality that is is still in you know engaged with that highest form of of, of worship. Right. So uh, in Chabad Svarim, it's very clear also that once you get to the Bittel, it doesn't mean that you completely negate yeah. your personality and individuality. The opposite. It it's, says many times. That's how you find it. it the Chibur. You have to bring the Bittel into the. In other words, that Harid, like the, the example that the Rebbe gives, you, we, that you're supposed to say before davening, the Arizal says before you start davening, you should say, I'm a Kabul, I'm sorry, that's also true, but the Arizal also says that before you say Kriyashma, you should think, because you're not allowed to talk then, but you should think, I'm a Kabul, I'm a mitzvah to love Hashem. Now that's, that's literally an oxymoron. I accept the commandment to love Hashem. <laughs> you can't accept... Being commanded, being commanded it precludes love. Right. In other words, or say commandment is, connotes bittel. And love is metzias. Right, right, right. So, can we, can we start? Yeah, yeah, sure, go ahead. I don't, I don't get this. Meaning you're not asking the kasha on the pasuk. No. Right? Well, we're not asking that no. question. It's on the Yihiratzan. On the Harinu Kabo. The Arizal says that, that yeah. before you say the Shema, you should think to yourself, 
I accept upon myself the commandment to love God. Accepting upon oneself a commandment and loving is an oxymoron. They don't go together. Loving means it's coming from within you. How do you command, how do you get commanded to have an emotion? Well, that's, the rub talks about this part a lot. Yeah, everyone talks Everybody about that. That's, that's, yeah. that's a very... So, right. but, but the way that... In, in, our emotions are also subject to... So the, the way the Chabad would say is that the ultimate is to get to... That even your emotions should be in a state of bittel. In other words, it's right. not that you're not right. supposed to have Avin right. Yira. No, right, otherwise there's no Avin but, but the reason that we're so into praxis, like I was saying before, Tanya chapter 35, a mitzvah connects you to God more than any feeling or emotion. That's why, you know, the Misnagdim were afraid that because Chassidim puts such a stress on emotion, right. that maybe Chassidim will stop, you know, they're afraid they, they won't give the mitzvahs right. and, and halacha. The antinomian. The anti- right, exactly. But, so, but why is it so, it's, if you look in Tanya, it's so clear, Al-Tarebbe says so many times, it's only a mitzvah that connects you with Ein Sof. As much as emotions are important, your emotions are not going to connect you to God's essence. Right. Because you still exist. The mitzvah is complete bittal. So that's the idea also that I'm a Kabbal, you hear Yaakov, I'm a Kabbal, the mitzvah to love Hashem. So on one hand, it's me loving, it's my emotions, it's coming from my kishkas, but that's also a bibitl because Hashem says it. So, yeah. so that, I'm just saying, but, but you are right that the piyazesnus derech is easier than Chabad. It's not, right? it's not only easier, it, it, feels, it, it feels more humane in some way. It's humanist, it's more, yeah. That's why there's in, in the Alter Rebbe, in the title page of Tanya, he calls his derech, which again, he was Makabal that it's the Magid's derech, he calls it derech harucha v'ktsara. You ever heard of the that? Long the shorter, long, shorter yeah, way. Rabbi Steinsaltz has those, svar, those like, commentaries on Tanya yeah. called the long, shorter way. Yeah, I mean, that's, the, that's how the Alter Rebbe calls it in the, in the title page. And, right. and, so what does it mean, the long, shorter way? What does it mean, derech harucha v'ktsara? So this is always the explanation the Alter Rebbe gave to explain the, his derech against, as opposed to the Polish derech, Rabbi Shlomo etc. So the Gemara says in, in Erevin, I think Rabbi Hanina, uh, uh, um, no, Rabbi Shua ben Hanania, one of them said that, that three times a child outsmarted me. And one of the times that a child outsmarted me is I asked how to get to a certain city, and the child says there's the long, there's the short way that's long, and there's the long way that's short. <clears throat> so he said, oh, let me give you the short way. It might be, it was a shorter distance, right, but, but there, there was a fence and a mountain and, and the, 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 the ray couldn't get. Right. The long, shorter way, it was a longer way, but it's, symbol, it, right. it'll get you into the... So that's what Al-Jabba said. It's, it's, uh, it's, the word easy is, is, sounds like it's, uh, I'm, trying, I'm not being derogatory. It, it's like you said, more humane, more natural to us, this way of arousing emotions, getting excited, and you know, and... and and that, that feels, and whatever's going to get me excited, whether it's a tish, whether it's some lava malka, whatever's going to inspire me, what, get yourself steak. inspired. Whether it's <laughs> steak, that's what you're saying, whether it's, whether it's, whether it's uh, um, shuckling a lot, you know. To, and Chabad would say that, you know, it might for the moment get you into a certain feeling and stuff, but it's, it hasn't really changed you completely. It's only when you have that cerebral approach where you have that understanding that's the Alter Rebbe said how it's going to bring an inner it's great, transformation. It's a great machlokes. Yeah, it is. Like, it's one of the classics. Yeah, it's uh, the great schisms of Jewish history. Yeah, yeah it is definitely a fascinating machlokes. <clears throat> All right, let's start. Let's start. I see. What time is it? I, I, time it's, uh, uh, five minutes to ten. All right, let's just start over here. We started late. Let's let's start the next place. <clears throat> you finished uh, the, those tests. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
אויס יוד, אבל... אבל אל נא ישכה חבר החבריה, however my friend, my friend of this, of our community, don't forget את איכר חבנסיינו בחבסיינו, what's the main point of our חבורה, בני מחשבתו, but don't forget what's the main goal. שלוי... ראשי טבעוס אוסו? No, that... It's a thing that's done in some Svram when they want to, instead of underlining a word, they'll put those quotation marks there. The Minchas Aluza does it all the time. It's like when, when, he, when, he, when he wants to stress a word, he'll put quotation marks just to stress it. He says, but we have to remember so that our ultimate goal, the thoughts that we've been talking about until now, that's not the ultimate. Now, the Piazestner is also going to say... That the ultimate is not to use these emotions to get to Hashem. That's just, he's saying, that's a way now that we need to use for now. But that's not the ultimate. He says, Because, yeah, there's still physicality being involved. Even the Pizetsnu says, this isn't the ultimate. The ultimate isn't to, you know, to, to use stake to get close to Hashem. <clears throat> or to think about Hashem in, in these, you know, uh, these, these, these more mundane ways of saying that a funeral and therefore I'll get my emotions. He says, it's all still using Tzir Gufni. Uh, physical form. You're still having a physical form. You're still, physicality is still being involved over here. When you have these thoughts that we're talking about until now, very often, you're going to have to have this, this uh, you're going to have to picture for yourself some kind of physical form, if, you, if you're being like the Ravid. That's one thing he's he saying. So he first is referring to the Ravid. That was the date that he did three prokham ago. Earlier. So that's all, that we know for sure is a tzir gufni, because you're, having a, you're thinking of God in physical ways. Or he says, Or if you do my other Eitzah, where you have to remember the, the day that you're going to die, and, and these other thoughts that you think of sad things to get you sad, that's also Daigus Gufnius. That's also coming from, from physical uh, anxieties. Is that called a person of, of spirit? That you have to think about the day you die to get close to Hashem? that you need a stake to get close to Hashem, that's not ultimate. If that, that's not called an Isha Ruach. That's not called a person of spirit or Uben Machshav. That's, that's not the main point of our group. It's not just to be able to have these, these artificial, so to speak, uh, AI way of, of bringing emotions. No. Ritzineinu Onuhu, you know what our goal is? You know what our desire is? Likroya Bekriya Achas as Kol HaMosoch we want to tear away completely the curtain that's the veil that's, that's um, spread out on all of life. So that suddenly you'll see yourself standing before God among legions of huge legions, huge groups of angels of Serafim and you're one of them. The physical, all these things are, are rooted in a physical start, starting point. Correct. They're rooted in our being in the prism of 
being connected to the physical. What I want eventually is to take away the curtain completely. And, and we'll talk about this some more in a little more next week. I don't want to get into that, but the whole idea of a masach is... is a, Rama talks about masach in Shemana Prakim. Yeah, in what regard? In Nevuah. Oh, Nevuah, when it comes right, to Nevuah. Different levels and the Masach being... What's the Vardava Masach? What's the Vardava Veil? The, the Vardava, so I'll just quickly say now, in Kabbalah, the idea of Mesachim, Uparsois, the idea of Tzimtzum, so we always think about Tzimtzum as being the first Tzimtzum when God made the, the empty void, right? We completely concealed His light to make the empty void where worlds could exist. And then He reintroduced His light, but that light that He reintroduced also goes through veils. Meaning that what happens when a light goes through a veil, it becomes weaker. So the masach that he's talking, these tzimtzumim are the tzimtzumim that the light of God that's within the world is not seen to be the light of God. It's not the same as the first tzimtzum. I'll, t- I'll, I'll t- explain it better next week. But what he's saying over here is that what I want you to see is all of a sudden to be standing in front of Kodesh Baruch without these physical things. That's the ultimate. So, yeah, so Mitzvah Shem, and he's going to... I mean, you know, once he, when he really talks about he, how he's going to say now, hey, I want these pure thoughts, these, these completely ruchnizdika thoughts, it's hard to understand if he really means something that he's going to say we could all reach it. So, we'll next Chabura will have a different type of Aliyah. Oh, I mean, next, next Tuesday night. Next Tuesday night. Yeah, next, next Tuesday night we're going to... Next Tuesday night we're going to use <laughs> Gufnius. We're going to use Gufnius to... I'll watch. To feel Hashem, yeah. No, you're not gonna. I'll have a 